It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome into, I have no idea what number this is, of the Natural Hattrick Podcast alongside Craig Morgan, kind of. Natchy Hattie. And Jamie Eisner, kind of. Sup from a distance. I'm Luke Lipinski, kind of. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I haven't talked to you in two weeks. Yeah, we did take a little bit of a hiatus, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit. We're ready uh, for I'm, our playoff preview, though, so we're all set. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, right. Yeah, it's tough to say things are good. Uh, things are there <laughs> the world is happening are you guys uh getting a little stir crazy yet or are you oh, yeah definitely far? yeah definitely yeah i've been able to keep busy but obviously this is the week when it really hit for me i mean the, the nhl playoffs were supposed to start on wednesday right these had all the makings of some really good playoffs because the Eastern Conference was loaded with good teams. And the Western Conference didn't – I should say the East had great teams. The Western Conference had some decent teams, but, again, it was pretty even. So you had you had a pretty equal level of competition on both sides. So not being able to watch them and not having sports really just sucks. There's no other way around it. This sucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm there too. The NHL playoffs are – a special time of year. I, I always get geek for this. I try to watch as much of every game as I can. I used to write about it for FanRag Sports for a while. I used to do playoff uh, yes. every night. I yeah. wore my FanRag shirt last time we did this podcast, and Jamie never even noticed. Probably because I had the camera so high you couldn't see what was on my shirt. You were saying, like, I, don't know, like, I can't tell what's on your shirt now. Well, okay, so this, is, this is another FanRag shirt, Jamie. You just can't see it then. Oh, probably. Craig, Craig just picked up and left. Craig yeah, yeah. Look, look, look it's the virtual it's, studio. It's tough for everybody involved for obvious reasons. This is the, you, we need to escape now more than ever. Uh, and unfortunately sports can't provide that for us for obvious reasons. And, but uh, it, it's rough, you know, it's rough, you know, baseball season should have been already going hockey playoffs, you know, NBA season coming to an end, you know, you're talking about, you know, everything gearing up for the NFL draft, which is still happening, but then it's going to come to a screeching halt after that. It's, it's, it's tough, but everybody's in the same boat. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. it is what it is trying to count my blessings right now because the family's under one roof. We're healthy. And I think about this when I talk to writers in other cities, the weather has been perfect here for this entire time. Just perfect. I talked to uh, Murata Tesh uh, yesterday, who was our writer in Winnipeg. They had fresh snowfall yesterday. Oh yeah. It's it's April. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So all things considered, we're okay. Yeah, it definitely could be worse, but just within the context of sports, I think Jamie hit on it right there. If everything else is going on, 
even though sports can't happen now, this would be a good time to have that distraction instead of us all watching Netflix over and over again. <laughs> but it uh, it's that's not the way it is right now. So let's we're going to jump in here. We're going to do listener questions. Um, you can always rate and review the show, although I'd prefer you don't rate or review it based on this week's or last week's show. But um, before we get to listener questions, Craig, you have something you want to share with us? Well, I just, uh, you know, we, we've talked a little bit. There, there's been a lot of playoff formats being bandied about, and who knows if we'll ever see them. We certainly won't see them before probably July, especially because it sounds like the NHL wants to play some regular season games, both to get players back in shape and to create some equity in the number of games played. So I can't imagine we're going to see playoffs before July. But if we do, I want to know, and, I, and we can have this discussion, what you guys think. I, I, I kind of break this down into – four different formats plus the, the Ilya Brizgalov idea that I, I floated on, I think, the last podcast where he said, just give the cup to Boston right now. No, I can't do that one. I'm guessing not a lot of people are on board with that one. No. Except in Boston, of course. But the way this breaks down for me is you either have the traditional playoffs, 16 teams. We all know what that looks like. There, it doesn't need much discussion. You just take a look at the teams. And it, especially if you're going to get to an even number of games played, it's pretty easy to figure out. Who's going to get in at that point? But then when you start expanding it beyond that, there are a few different formats. Do you just have like a play-in game with, with the bottom couple teams that, that are right on that playoff bubble? Do you expand it to 24, which I did in a recent column, and, and there's some merits to that we can talk about in just a minute. Or do you go full-blown, let everybody in? I don't, I don't know that I'm on board with the March Madness thing, but you might have to do that actually for some early rounds in order to get it all in by the end of the summer. Um, I mean, I know which one I like. I like, I like the 2014 one because I think for a few reasons, but chief among them is it gives an advantage to the top four teams in each conference. It makes things a little more interesting. Um, you're probably going to get a couple teams in that didn't necessarily deserve to be in there, but if you're coming back without playing any regular season games, and I know what you said there, Craig, that the, the NHL would like to be able to play a few games to even out the regular season totals and everything. But if you had to come back in July and it was just we have to start with the playoffs, I think you do a better job of making sure nobody gets completely ripped off by just having 24 teams, the top four in each conference, essentially get a first round bye, and the next eight in each conference play each other to, to play into the second round. Right. And what, what do those formats look like? One of the things that I suggest is you just do a, a two of three, or some people think you just play two games and it's total goals, which I'm not well, as on board. I don't like that, that. Don't like that one at all. Um, but if you do a two of three series between the, you know, seeds five through 12, and then they play in, you know, basically you eliminate four teams and then you're, you're back to your normal format of 16 teams. The one criticism, of course, is those teams that are sitting idle, if they haven't played all this time, do you give a huge advantage to those teams that were playing those best of three series? Yeah, that see, that'd be my big concern, and I see I actually on the opposite side of this with that Luke has. If they don't come back and play regular season games, I don't think the twenty four teams the best. I think doing a the traditional style would be the best there, because doing a one game playoff potentially uh, play in games after nobody's played for months is now you're just eliminating the chance that. Well, potentially eliminating a chance that better teams just miss out because they don't they don't get in they they don't look as good right away or they they had one bad game and now you have teams that were playoff contenders through sixty eight games losing to teams that were maybe seven eight points behind them in the standings because they weren't ready for first game after two months. Um, to to me, 
I would go with the more traditional format. Uh, you, it's not like you've played 30 games. You've played between, you know, 65 and 70 games for most of these teams. Uh, I think you go by winning percentage. I've also seen the, a, a thought process roll the games back to everybody at 68. I think the 68 is the lowest amount of games right now. Roll everybody back to where they were once they finished the 68th game and go with the standings there. Uh, I think that's probably one of those two theories is probably more fair because I just, I, there's something, I know you have to get creative, but there's just something to me that cheapens the idea of the postseason. If you start having teams too far down the standings, getting to be in there, or just getting a one game playoff where there's really anything could happen in one game when nobody's played for months. Uh, I mean, I'd almost be more in favor of going a, a little bit shorter postseason, like we talked about, maybe eliminating the wildcard teams if that is what it takes to get full seven game series each round of the postseason. Yeah, you brought that up actually the last show we did. And I do like that idea. If you were just going to go essentially with what, six teams from from each conference and so just have 12 total teams and, and second place third or whatever and the winner plays first in each division, I'd be fine with that. Um, I, I do think if you went with 24 teams, that first round still needs to be a best of three. As entertaining as a best of one would be after three months off or whatever, um, Jamie's right. You're not getting the, the truest representation of who should be in the playoffs if you do that. So I just, to me, 24 teams make sure nobody that deserved to make the playoffs misses out because of, of this very weird scenario that's happened. But the bottom line is no solution here is going to be perfect. I do think what's important though, is if you were, if you were just going to, if you were going to start the season on July 1st in the playoffs, top 16 teams, you have to make that distinction that Jamie just brought up in there of, is it going to be points percentage? Because if you look in the Eastern conference, the Islanders have 80 points. The Blue Jackets and Maple Leafs each have 81 points. The Islanders have played two less games than those teams. So you can make a pretty strong case they would have gotten at least one point in those additional two games, and then they would be in a playoff. And by the way, that's the cutoff between eight and nine. And that's one of the great concerns that the league has right now that they're talking about in these meetings. They, they want everyone to get to the same number of games so that they don't have to parse those fine points. Um, but if, if you get to, say, say you just get to 72 games, at that point, do you still do the traditional playoff format or do you think about going to 24 teams? Because now you've, I mean, you've given everybody a little bit of time to play. So if you're creating a buy round for some teams, at least they've had some games to get back into shape. I mean, I like the 24 teams because among other reasons, it gets the Coyotes in. But if you <laughs> even, if you've, but, but the main reason I like it though is because right now the games are uneven. Like a team like the Islanders would probably get screwed over here because I don't think they would go by points percentage even though they should. So if you're going to play two or three games and get everybody even, then at that point I don't think you need 24 teams. Just 16 is fine. No, that's, I completely agree with that. I think the only reason you do 24 teams is as a sort of a make good for having to end the regular season prematurely. Uh, if you're just – everybody gets to seven games or I, – I, but that's the other thing of, of how do you make this determination? Is it – you know? Look, it's going to be unfair to certain teams, but let's say you're just trying to get everybody to, you know, say 69 games. Well, some teams, that's one game. Some teams have already gone past that. Some teams, you know, if you're trying to get everyone to 72, like Craig just said, some teams are playing two games, some teams are playing four. Like, I mean, I, I don't, how do you schedule that uh, yeah. as well? Like, I don't know what the logistics around that of, you know, it all works out in the end, but is it all going to work out when you know you're not going to play the rest of those games? Like, I, I just, to me, one, I also think I think it's crazy that they think they're going to play any regular season games the rest of this year. I think yeah, points percentage or roll back to games uh, 68 or whatever they decide. 
because I don't know if they're going to have time. Like, I, I don't think they're going to have time to even get a full playoffs in. I don't, they're definitely not going to have time to, to run a whole, a mini regular season, even over the course of a week or two. I don't think yeah, you can roll back. I mean, how, how can you explain to a team that's on like a three game winning streak that you're rolling back to 68 no, games and saying these I, last three games don't matter? I agree. Points, but I, I don't understand what the hesitation, if there is any, we're not saying there is, but what the hesitation would be to points percentage. I, I don't see what's inherently unfair about that. You're trying, each team has incentivized to win as many games as possible. If you've played three or four more games, you're not hurt by the fact because you're, you're going on a per game basis. I know it's not ideal. You would like everybody to play the same amount of games, but I don't, I think that is the fairest way to do this versus just saying, well, you just happen to play three or four more games because of the schedule. So you had more points. So there you go. I, I don't see what the pushback would be except for a team that I would miss out because of it. But you, you had equal chance to win every single game that you played this season, as did every other team. That seems to me like the most fair option here. Well, Columbus and Nashville would be the two teams that are in spots right now that would miss out if they if they went with 16, because Nashville, I mean, I guess technically Nashville's tied with Vancouver, and Vancouver has more wins, but they're even in ROW or whatever. But over in the Eastern Conference, I mean, Columbus is the team that's in eighth place right now, technically tied for seventh. And they would, I mean, I guess they're, Technically, technically tied for sixth, but they would be jumped by the Islanders for that last spot. But, but that's so. the point. If every single team played the rest of the season at the same pace they were playing on, the teams that would miss the playoffs in this scenario would have still missed the playoffs. You oh, know I, what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but, like I, but you have to explain that to angry fans that don't want to listen to reason. Right, right, right. The, the, the interesting thing about the 24-team format right now, it's, it's nice and tidy in a sense. Every team that's above that cutoff has a – points percentage of at least 500 every team below it has a, a a winning percentage or a points percentage below 500 so at least it's it's tidy in that sense if you went with that format yeah that that is true we can agree here's the other thing though actually before we agree on anything if you're gonna if you're gonna come back and try and play regular season games and let's say let's get everybody to 72 so it's even i mean it, it's it's not like it's not like every team was going to cut off at 72 games. So do you have to create a unique schedule to get everybody there? And then also, how do you go tell Detroit or Ottawa to all get together and have a a two or three week training camp or whatever, if it's only a week to play one meaningless game and then I'll go home. And how about the teams that get, Hey, we got Detroit and Ottawa. Yeah. (laughs) Those those are the teams we're going to play right now. Like sweet. Oh, great. We got to go play, uh, you know, Washington and Pittsburgh. I mean, that's, that's how the schedule would have laid out, I guess. But no, you're still cutting off an end of it. So it almost gives an advantage to a team that might have a weak stretch right here. I don't know. There's so many things to consider in this. Well, but that's the other thing. You you would have to create a unique schedule, right? Because if you're going to tell me, okay, let's let, let's let everybody play until they get to 72 games. Okay, well, St. Louis, their 73rd game might be Dallas. They might be against Dallas for their 72nd game or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like it's not like the schedule was predetermined where everybody was going to cut off at seventy two and then play their last ten games. So to get Nashville to seventy two games might mean St. Louis has to play seventy five games or something. Yeah. It's yeah. a mess. It it's mess. a complete mess. We we can Why agree would you though. Just turn to listener questions. We, we <laughs> before we do that, we agree all thirty one teams in is the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, no, that doesn't work for me at all. The, the regular season has to mean something, and 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 having said that. Whatever happened in the regular season, by the time we start the playoffs, it's not going to matter. Like no, all the no, teams no. are looking at the, oh, these are the good teams. So it doesn't matter. Nothing about the regular season matters anymore. We have no idea what's going to happen in a playoff format. Except we do know Detroit is horrible. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, before listener questions, any uh, w- what's your excitement level on one to ten for Seattle to reveal their team name now? I'm not negative seventy three. Nobody cares. <laughs> Talk about awful timing. Why would you even put it out there at this point that you're considering naming the team now? And I've seen people characterize it. Oh, it could be a, a ray of light to some good news. No one cares right now. Actually, just keep it to yourselves for now. This is not the time to announce this. Well, and I would also say the time to announce it, it's not like it's not like this was the time to announce it and then this all happened and it's like, hey, hold on to that until we get through this. The time right. to announce it was like six months ago. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yes. Yeah, you, you missed the boat on this by so long and nobody cares. I don't care what they're called. Jamie doesn't. What what is Jamie's name, uh, Craig? You, I'm assuming you did these names, right, Craig? Because your okay, name is Craig. What, in the what chat. are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, on the the Zoom course. call, Craig is Craig, uh, and Jamie is critic of everything. And Jamie's living up to his name so far in the show. And Luke is sad Penguins fan. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more this was definitely their year. I, Since it can never be proven the other way. Okay. Um, but, but before we get off this topic for a second, do you think they're going to play? Do you think they're going to crown a Stanley Cup champion this year? I I don't. I don't think we're playing. I don't think we're playing hockey again this year. Like well, you mean the no. season? I I do think in twenty twenty they will play hockey, but I think it'll be for next season. That's that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening, but who knows? I mean, we we just don't know where this thing's going. So I don't I don't want to make any bold predictions at this point, but my gut tells me no. But but you love bold predictions uh, under normal circumstances, Craig. Uh, Why would drafts? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what's going to happen with the draft and everything? Yeah, can you give us your top 10 picks in order, Craig? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start with, uh, well, I can't read that question. That's, uh, that's language unbefitting of this podcast. Which one is Let's, it? The, uh, is the one about a hit show? Uh, yeah, a, a hit show I have not seen. Uh, the answer is yes, by the way. Did you get to see okay. the, what are we yes, she about? did. So oh, Jamie murder? is answering Mike. Yeah, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Yeah, she I, I'm, killed her husband. I'm on team yes. I'm, I'm on, on team, team, yes. No, she didn't. My girlfriend Alexis is, is unsure. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear the no, she no, didn't no, she didn't from the background there. Uh, she thinks he's in Puerto Rico um, or Costa Rica. Costa Rica with his mistress. <laughs> I have no um, idea what's going on, but I'm intrigued. Yes. Uh, put it this way, Luke. If, if uh, you, you know, somebody ever comes home with sardine oil, run. Well, that was already a rule in my life. <laughs> I didn't need uh, whatever. I didn't need Tiger King to teach me that. All right, uh, I just tried to close all the questions, which really isn't going to go well. Uh, Los Coyote Steve, how big of a blow to Arizona's offseason plans was Barbarov's decision to sign in Toronto? Uh, not very big, and I'm not just talking about his size. Ooh, I see Ooh. what you did there. Well played. Witty. Um, uh, this, yeah. is, this is living dangerously. I am reading these questions for the first time live. Like I haven't even screened ahead five words, so you could have typed anything this week, and, and you I screened the first question. So I mean, that would that would have held more weight if you didn't censor the first question. Well, because he he wrote something within the first five words. Uh, yes, but, but five words. Th- that has context of the show. Uh, so oh. he didn't just do that because that that is a uh, there's a word used uh, that um, Joe Exotic calls uh, uh, Carol Baskin that is used in this tweet. But Luke Luke did not know that, so that is a show reference. When is uh, Jamie going to officially change his name to Jamie Exotic? And how has that not already happened? Mm-hmm. Or is that like your middle name? I'll never tell. Okay. That's uh, another one from Los Coyotes, Steve. Three months into Stretchgate, and the most anyone will go on record with in terms of actual allegations or stretching and possibly balance work. Well, he hashtagged Stretchgate. That's all they have. Yeah, is let's, it really let's not need- do that. 
Let, let's add, let's not like add gate to anything ever again, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, he said it feels a tad underwhelming, to be honest. Here's what I would say. Uh, I'm pretty certain we don't have all the facts. So whichever, whichever the side of the coin they lie on. So I don't really feel comfortable rendering any sort of judgment or opinion on this one. I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of people. Obviously, I've written about this and people have made accusations, but nobody's ever been, ever been able to give me concrete examples of what happened. And then you got people on the other side saying, no, nothing happened. So I don't know. I don't know at this point. I think something will probably happen to them, but I hope the NHL also does more than submit a a one-page memo to the rest of its teams, to all of its member teams, about what you can't do before the combine. The CBA is, I don't know how many pages of legalese, and then they send out a one-page memo on this. It's absurd. (laughs) Do a better job. Well, here's, here's a question you're going to be able to answer. And it comes in, of course, from Gertrude von Lichtenstein. Thank you, Gertrude, for coming in. If you were a hockey puck, which player would you want hitting you the most? Uh, I, I, this, this is easy. Uh, Brad Marchand in a shootout. <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, done. Next question. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's the correct answer. I, I think that's the first time somebody's asked us a question on the show where there was one correct answer. And I had the correct answer. Like that, what, like that's just well, that's the first time in history. Uh-huh. Carl, Strange times, Luke. They, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'll believe anything at this point. Even Jamie getting the questions right. Carl says, uh, Carl actually has three questions. What are the top five places you've ever been to? Wow, that's this yeah. is going to be this Carl is a podcast. Liberties, in and of itself. I think, by the way, I think Carl took liberties. He took yeah, liberties. Top five places. The top ten current favorite non-hockey app. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look, I'm I'm somewhat indebted to Carl because he helped give me my my first uh, paid writing job. But that's a lot. That's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask, Carl. <laughs> All right, well, let's go with top five places. We will go around the horn here. Go ahead, Jamie. Um, New York City. That's an easy one. Am I, am I next? I don't know what direction. I don't know what we do there. Go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Uh, I'll go with San Diego. Well, see, now I feel like a snob. I don't even want to answer now. You well, which wine country uh, did you? Oh, it wasn't. It was actually a different country entirely. It was, it was Lake oh. Como. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ring of Kerry in Ireland. Uh, I don't okay, know well, I haven't is. been to Europe, so I don't have any good answers. But I, I very much enjoyed my, my week in Nashville. Uh, awesome city. Uh, let's see. Top five, five places I've ever been to. No, that's only four. Uh, let's see. My, my number five would be uh, Gila River Arena, and I would like to go oh, back God. sometime soon. Okay? <laughs> or really any NHL arena. Now you're, not, you're no longer a sad Penguins fan. You're just sad. Yeah. Very I need bad. some hockey. <laughs> um, Are you okay, recording how- in a coat closet, by the way? And there's a Malkin jersey behind me, actually. I, I, yeah, I can, I can see the Penguin jersey. Where are the but, Ducks? Uh, where where are the ducks? The are ducks they quarantined. They are. Uh, they they've got work to do. Actually, ah. work week is not over yet. It's not six o'clock on a Friday. They still have one more minute of ducking. Duck labor. <laughs> uh, how about uh, give me one? Just give me your your one of your current favorite non hockey athletes. Okay, uh, I'll go with Khalil Mack. Mm. Uh, for for me, it's going to be the obvious answer, Derek Jeter. He's not current. Oh, well. Oh, so current. Oh, sorry. I thought I, I wasn't even listening to you. <laughs> oh, you thought current. Uh, current. On the Yankees oh, roster. Uh, so which guy on the Yankees? I'll go Aaron Judge. 
I guess to be fair to Jamie, there really are no current athletes. So yeah, that's that's true. I guess I'll go with Ken Griffey Jr. Then, if we're going to go down that that path, <laughs> Seattle um, sports are all hypothetical. That's that's a good point. Social distancing inspired question: What are your favorite board games? Truthfully, I don't really I, have. I hate board, games. board games. They're like torture to me. To be honest. <laughs> I haven't played one in a while. I always like Monopoly. Uh, there's something nice about everybody hating each other by the time it's over. Um, <laughs> I like Sorry. Playing Sorry was fun. Can't, when I was a little kid, Candyland. Shoots and Ladders. Ironically, a word Jamie never says is the name of one of his favorite games. Sorry. Uh, tabletop hockey. Bubble top hockey. And by the way, I have yeah. the camera turned off, so I can't see you guys. I'm still looking at the questions, so whatever... Whatever facial expressions you're making, I can't see it. It's kind of great. Um, I have like the home version of bubble top hockey, and I will say Paul Bissonnette challenged me last week whenever we get out of this and we're back at the actual arena. He claims he can beat me in this game. Not only am I really good at it, but I have it at my house, so I can just keep training. But that would be – I don't know if that counts as a board game, does it? No, mm-hmm. but that – no. But to be fair, I didn't listen to your question either, so. Okay. It's more of a tabletop game, like you said. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. kind of like foosball, which is my unique skill, actually. If you, if you can play it at an arcade, it's not a board game. I guess the real question here is, Craig, how are you not playing board games if you are trapped in your house with your family? I didn't say I'm not playing board games. I just said they're like, look to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so somebody send help. Craig is being tortured. Uh, Cam writes in, I just started following Jason Eisner. So now I'm confusing Jamie on my timeline as a director, fantasy football guru, and someone with bad takes on the avalanche. P.S. Yes. If you're a wrestling fan, dark side of the ring is a must watch. Uh, yes, it is. I recommend it. Uh, their, their, their latest season on Chris Benoit and is that's, that two part special is really good. Uh, I'm really excited about this trend of people confusing me with more successful people. Uh, I'm just a big fan of it, whether it was Jamie Eisenberg at CBS or, or this case. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. As long as you're, you're confusing me with people that are more successful than me, I'll be perfectly fine with that. Oh, that shouldn't be too hard. That's hard. Um, Joseph, last 20 years, most legendary game sevens for the Stanley Cup playoffs, finals, or any other round? Man. Um, I will tell you one that jumps to mind just because I did see it on my timeline earlier today was... Um, huh. <laughs> no, how about you guys go? <laughs> no, the two that jump out to me are San Jose and Vegas last year, certainly. And, um, Penguin Senators Eastern Conference Finals, whatever that was, 2017, when Chris Kuhn had scored in double overtime. That's what I would say. Blackhawks, Detroit. You remember the uh, lockout year? Yeah. Brent Seabrook, game seven. Yeah. Game-winning goal. They they almost they almost gave that thing away. I mean, after that ridiculous season that they had, I know it was shortened, but they came very close. But that was a terrific series. But I, there are a couple that actually involved the Bruins. I, I think about that Bruins Leafs series with that iconic photo of the three Bruins rushing back from the net after they scored the game-winning goal, coming back four-one <laughs> in the third period. That was unbelievable. And on the flip side, Bruins Flyers when, when yeah. they blew it. Yeah. So those those yeah. come to mind for me. Yeah, I mean, I hate to give the Flyers any credit, but that Bruins-Flyers series where – what was that? The, the Bruins were up 3 nothing in the series, and then they were up 3 nothing in Game 7, and Philadelphia yep. came back and won. Do I have that right? Yep. I think yes. I do. That's crazy. That was the one I was going to go to. 
Uh, Rose, I love this question, Rose. Did Craig schedule a vacation this summer? I need to know when the league is coming back. <laughs> Third week of June. Okay. All right. Okay, so. Well, your vacation, I guess, is already shot at this point anyway. Well, maybe not. Third week of June is still a couple months away. Uh, Mike writes in again, what do we do with cereal if we run out of milk? And if you had to choose another liquid to pour on it, what would that liquid be? Oh, well, you, you eat it dry. Eat it dry uh, way before you pour anything else over it. <sighs> I would not pour anything else over cereal. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I can't even think of anything that would it, even like make sense. It depends on the cereal a little bit, doesn't it? No. Not. Can you think of a liquid that's okay pouring over any cereal other than milk? I mean, what's even close to to milk? Like eggnog? Would you pour eggnog oh, over your cereal, no, Mike? I don't I don't like eggnog, so No, I don't have I don't have that kind of problem, Luke. <laughs> Yeah, anything else is going to water it down too quickly, up to and including yeah. water. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I, I need to read this whole question before I finish reading it. Um, okay, I'm just going to read it. Chris, when you take off your underwear, do you karate kick it into your hands to put in the hamper or just bend over and pick them up? That's a good question, Chris. I'm glad you asked that. Jamie? Karate kick. Yeah, karate kick. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dangle Snipe Belly checking in. By the way, I just want to thank the listeners You're for the... You're not going to answer that question? You're not going to answer Luke that question? Luke doesn't wear underwear. People want to. Why would I even answer that question? Oh, boy. Okay. Dangle, did you guys both say you karate kick it? Yes, yeah. Karate. What do you do, Luke? I don't karate kick it into my hands. I just karate kick it across the room. Oh, well. Like I well, I mean, it depends. Sometimes you just karate kick it into like the hamper. Sometimes it's the hamper's not in a convenient spot, so you have to catch it. Them's the rules, Luke. No, you I know you don't kick, know, but just kick it into the hamper. You should be that good. Okay. Angle snipe belly. And again, uh, thanks to the listeners for being consistent and finding way. I mean, we have a lot of questions this week and there hasn't been a game in a month and there's not like free agency or anything going on. Uh, would Jamie be willing to run a marble racing fantasy league? I'm going to say he probably would. Probably. Uh, although I haven't, I haven't got into the, the, the trend that got really popular, like the first week of there being no sports. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. We'll check back with you in like two weeks and see if it does something for you. Um, does Luke think he's better than us now that he works the real news? Well, I mean, Luke, al- Luke always thought he was better than us. I don't think this changes anything. Well, I think it's made it. I think it's uh, increased his arrogance. But I, I, I do want to clarify though. When when Dangle Snipe Belly says us, that implies the listeners. I don't think I'm better than the listeners. But when Jamie oh, says are? us, that implies Jamie and Craig. I do think I'm better than them. Hurtful. <laughs> Uh, should schools continue with new learning online, even if they would leave behind kids not able to participate digitally? Ooh, that's a Craig question. Schools need to find a way to allow those kids to participate digitally. That's what they need to do. I would rephrase the question. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Coyote in Philly. What should I cook for dinner next week? If it's within reason, I'll cook it and post photos. Oh, this is some power right here. Uh, I mean, pasta's versatile. Yeah. And some new pasta recipes. How about, how about just a nice like chicken Parmesan over pasta? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say lobster, but we'll go with chicken Parmesan. You can never go wrong. With in this economy? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Adam Banks. I would assume this is the actual Adam Banks from the movies. So does this mean Jamie Eisner wins his bet that the Avs won't make the playoffs? And does this still count toward the Sabres playoff drought? No and yes. 
yes and uh, yes and yes. Uh, no, no, I will absolutely take this victory on a technicality. Like I, 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 I am not above that. I'm not above most things, but I'm definitely not above that. So there are no winners here except Jamie on a technicality is what we're saying. Pretty much. All right. This, this next one is definitely for Craig, although I think we can all answer. Chris writes in, if you had to spend an hour riding one carnival ride, which would you choose? Oh, I, I would pick the log rides. I mean, I'm a huge roller coaster fan, but I think after an hour, I might be in trouble on a roller coaster. So I think I'll stick with the log rides. That's a pretty good one. Log ride. Yeah, those are, those are pretty good. I think I'm going to go with that one as well. It's, it's tough because it's like some things are nice to go on once. Like you like to go on the Ferris wheel once, but that would get incredibly boring by literally the second trip. Roller coasters, hit or miss. Teacup games, no, teacup ones are nice, but I can get dizzy. You want to spin around for an hour? No, yeah. So I guess the log ride. I don't, I've never done a log ride. Or like one of those that, boat, boat rides like at the Disney World or whatever. Like, it's a small world after world. all. And you're just like, okay. you know. It's just, just like your whole harbor voice. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's well, Nate McKinnon singing. Wait, let's yeah. back up. Luke, you've never been on a, a log ride? No. You need to go to Six Flags or something. Yeah. I, not I, now. I think I have. But yeah, no, definitely go to it now. It would be very disappointing. It would be like the original uh, National Lampoon's Vacation where you drive across the country and you can't get in. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'll go ro- roller coaster just because the teacups. First of all, I don't trust Craig and Jamie enough to go with the log ride, and I'm not spinning around in a teacup for an hour. And I'm not going to do It's a Small World because now I know they're just singing about Cole Harbor at the end of it, and I, yeah. I couldn't take that for an hour. It is a small world. They're, they're two very good hockey players. There you go. Uh, Lisa, which TV shows are your favorites right now? Uh, well, I've been watching, uh, we just talked about Tiger King that uh, we've been watching, uh, here. Uh, I saw this other show called the outsider. Is that right? Yeah. The outsider. She's, she's confirming on HBO, uh, yep. where a few episodes in there that's, uh, that's been really got a little bit slow for like a half an episode, but then picked right back up. I'm really excited. We're about halfway through the first season or halfway through. I don't know if there's gonna be multiple seasons or not, but. Uh, those would be my my two picks. Are you watching Hunters? No. What what is where is that and what is it about? Is that it about is Dale on, Hunter? It's it's on Prime and it's uh, about a group of Nazi hunters actually. Oh, is that the one with Al Pacino? It's, yes, it's with Pacino. Okay. Yes, I have not seen that. I actually haven't watched anything new yet. Like I've rewatched a little bit of some older shows, like from the last four or five years that I know I like, but I really haven't. I haven't. And I know I'm going to, so I'm not like trying to, to set myself up here, but I know at some point within the next week or two, I'm going to start really watching something new. So if somebody has suggestions, feel free to send them my way. I've been told I need to watch Better Call Saul. I've been also told I need to watch Breaking Bad. And I've been told Better Call Saul might be better than Breaking Bad at this point. Which may be a controversial take. I have no idea because I haven't seen, I haven't seen either of them. Okay. You haven't seen Breaking Bad either? Nope. Oh, wow. If we were friends, we should watch that together because we that's, really... That's, that was a hurtful sentence right there, well, but it's saying. okay. I'll move on. I'll move on. It's, it's a different world, so we can't... We don't have an option. Uh, Booper, which sport do you really wish you could have played professionally? What team or event would be a dream to participate in? Uh, the Miracle on Ice would be the event to participate in, I think. Mm. That, that's a good call. I mean, yeah. I, I have simple goals here, too. I would have played professional hockey if I had been good enough. And I would have played for the Blackhawks. No, you probably are good enough for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, baseball for me uh, and playing the World Series with the Yankees would be 
would have been amazing. The, my, my only issue was uh, I absolutely sucked. That's the only thing holding Jamie. But other than that, uh, I was well on my way. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You guys talk for a second while I find Oh, no, here we go. Michael, (laughs) if Craig had to be with either Jamie or Luke in a studio apartment for this quarantine, who would he choose? Nice. Let's get some answers here, Craig. No, this is just this. uh, I'm taking the fifth. I'm pleading the fifth. That's just not a fair question. Can you imagine, though, if the three of us had been quarantined together, like if it was just, hey, you have to stay with who you are with right now or something, and we had all been recording a podcast, we would have churned out like 700 Natty Hatties in the last month. Yeah, about everything, but nothing. Like we're just, we've gone team by team and gone over like, oh, here's what I think about, I don't know, Lawson Krause. I think we already did that podcast. I feel feel like it would be very hurtful to answer this question and say neither. (laughs) But truthful, hurtful, but truthful, hurtful and truthful. Yeah, that's that's fine. They're almost the exact same letters in the in the word too. Adam writes in one alternate universe scenario that was missed was if the Coyotes had actually signed Blake Wheeler. What might the implications of that have been? If I wanted to make my own Chicago hot dogs, any recommendations on the meat? Looking forward to reliving the 2012 run via the Athletic Arizona. Thank you for saying that correctly. Uh, what do you guys think about Blake Wheeler? I mean, they would have had the goal scorer that they needed since Keith Kachuk left, I guess. In theory. Um, I mean, that, that that's always the concern of it. It's not a, <laughs> the history of offensively gifted players coming to Arizona and continuing their, to be there as good is very few. Um, Ray Whitney comes to mind. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's I, I I'm impressed by how you were able to write that article, Craig. Just because anytime you you do the whole butterfly effect thing, it, it, I don't know. It, there's just so many different directions you could go. Like if the Coyotes had Blake Wheeler, would they have picked further back in the draft and in, in subsequent years? Although would that have even mattered with some of the guys they picked? To me, the easiest one has always been if they had just won the draft lottery in 2015, or if Austin Matthews was a couple of days older. All it really would have cost them was Dylan Strom, so now Nick Schmaltz. So, I mean, that's always the easiest one for me because if they had Connor McDavid, they wouldn't have Nick Schmaltz. And that's really the only thing we know for sure would have changed. Right. Um, I'm further on Blake Wheeler. I just think uh, they haven't had that kind of goal score since Keith Kachuk. And, and isn't it ironic that Blake Wheeler ended up back in Winnipeg? There, there seems to be something at play there. As far as uh, meats for Chicago hot dogs, it has to be Vienna beef, otherwise – it doesn't qualify as a Chicago dog. Oh, wow. And also ironic, if they did go with that 2014 playoff format and like they just started up without any more regular season games, the Coyotes would play the Jets in the first round. That'd be pretty cool. Tyler, you can choose three famous people or athletes to be quarantined with. Who do you pick and why? Bonus, would you rather have $100,000 in cash or 500000 in pennies? Naomi Watts, I don't need anyone else. <laughs> that, was, that answer was so quick that I, 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 he thought about that one <laughs> also coins are cash is this a trick question yeah it's basically saying would you, would you yeah. deal with the inconvenience of pennies for an extra 400 grand no I hate pennies an extra $400,000 though yeah, of course I would do that I'm just trying to figure out I mean you'd basically be money laundering even though it would be legal but how are you going to get rid of $500,000 worth of pennies. Where are you keeping them? I, I want to know what this looks like. What do 500,000 pennies look like? I'd probably keep them in this like coat closet that I'm broadcasting from today. But by the way, there should be less echo because I'm in here. Um, that is true. I'd go 500. 
I don't have a good answer. I'm going to leave Craig. Really, we should walk off on Craig's uh, Naomi watch to that question. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who the three. Yeah, I just, you know what? I'll just, yeah, go ahead. We'll just leave it with Naomi Watts so not, none of us get in any trouble. Um, Cheryl, pardon the cross sporting, but what do you think of the idea floated that Major League Baseball would play their whole season in Arizona? It, it's, it's fascinating for a number of reasons. Obviously, there are a ton of facilities because of all of the spring training facilities that are here. A lot of the teams have some sort of connection. Uh, about half, a little bit more than half the league has some sort of connection to, to the Valley. Uh, there's still some logistical issues in the, a lot of these players aren't used to playing in the type of heat you're going to see in the middle of summer, even at night. Um, I saw somebody out there that clearly had never been to Phoenix before that said that the, the lows uh, in the summer got down into the seventies, uh, which I would like to know what, what Phoenix uh, he is talking about, because that's not my experience when you walk outside, it's 95 at nine o'clock at night. Uh, so there were some logistical issues there. But if you're going to be playing these games in front of no fans or very limited fans or whatever it's going to be, you don't need to be in a massive facility. All of these, if anybody's ever been to or in, inside of any of these spring training facilities, they're all really top-notch, especially the ones that have been built in the last few years. Like Salt River Fields would hold up with a lot of these MLB stadiums if it just was bigger in size and held, held more seats. Uh, so I, to me, it makes perfect sense the issue is going to be, you know, how fast they can get some of this testing done. Can they get this, this blood work done in time? And then there's the, the state and the government has to make a decision. Do they want all of these people from around the country traveling into the state, given what's going on right now? We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of people traveling into the state uh, to play these games. So there are still some, a lot of logistical hurdles here. But on the surface, I think it's very interesting. Apparently, there is a Phoenix in North Carolina. So maybe that's where they were talking about. Hopefully that helps. Um, Thanks for that. As, as far as the idea, though, I, there was also the idea floated out there this week of just have the Cactus League be one league and have the Grapefruit League be the other, and then I, I hopefully have the World Series between the, the two winners. So that's kind of interesting to me. I mean, if you could do it safety-wise, because then you, you kind of realign the National League and the American League for one year. Um, you know, to Jamie's point, the, the spring training facilities in Phoenix – to me make a lot more sense than Florida because they're all within Phoenix, but they're also yeah. all very different. And if, if you've been to a few of them, like you, you'll know that there's the, the one in Scott's like Scottsdale stadium is just a completely different vibe and, and shape than let's say Camelback ranch or something where the, the Dodgers and the white Sox play. They're all very unique. Sure. But that that's part of baseball. I mean, I mean yeah, I like that, that playing in uneven facilities is kind of their thing. I think the biggest thing that is, and a big reason why we're seeing so many more teams that are trying to push to play in Arizona for spring training normally is that travel aspect you talked about, where those trips in the Grapefruit League can sometimes be three, four, five, six hour trips. I mean, I've, as someone who lived in South Florida, you, you could spend the all day driving and still be in Florida. Uh, the, the, the fact that you really know more, even with rush hour traffic under normal conditions, you really know more than an hour and a half to two hours from the furthest two points of the, these stadiums out here in the Cactus League. So in terms of limiting travel, especially limiting plane flights, uh, I can see why it makes a ton of sense, but there's still a lot of hurdles to overcome there. Craig, you have anything to add before I ask this next question? You're the baseball guys. We're good. Uh, Eric Van. What is Napkin Jamie's third favorite dinosaur, and would it eat donut pods? Uh, its third favorite dinosaur is probably a Stegosaurus, and it would eat anything because it's a, I don't I don't know would it eat donut maybe vegan donut pods. Oh, that's a good yeah good point yeah. 
Uh, you can pick those up at your local vegan outlet store. Chris writes in, with all the current shortages of fresh produce in grocery stores, where do Luca and Jummy procure their oranges to throw at Venti during each podcast? Oh. Hmm. Nice use of those names, by the way. Yeah, that yeah. is. Well, the, the truth is uh, they come from my own tree. Uh, you, it, it's sort of a version of Stockholm Syndrome where uh, I feel like I deserve it, so I bring them so that they can help me. <laughs> I can't wait till we're all in the same studio. I'm definitely going to bring oranges. I also was going to bring coffee tonight since we're not all uh, in the same place obviously that was nice of you but i i forgot so i cost myself coffee that's on brand uh a smith this isn't even written as a question it's basically like talking points sports journalism on the road horror stories delayed flights missed meals snowstorms dirty hotels uh this is mostly directed at craig why is it directed at me because you travel more than us. I mean, my, my sports journalism on the road horror story is game three of the 2012 Western Conference final where the uh, the Coyotes lost to the Kings in one of the most oddly officiated games. Hmm. So, okay. let me. I guess, I don't know if this really qualifies, but I actually drove to the, was, was it 2017 when they had the NHL draft in Chicago? Yeah, because that's when Dave yeah. Tippett stepped yeah. aside when, when I before the draft. Um. I drove I because this. my parents needed to drive to see my aunt in Missouri. So they were following us and we stopped for the night in Amarillo. My wife found a, uh, let's call it a discount hotel. And it was, um, it was scary. <laughs> the elevator <laughs> broke down with, with my mother and my two children in it. So they were trapped in the elevator for a while. And when we finally got to our, our hotel room, ironically, the room number was 420. And the plate that read 420 had been ripped off the wall. So instead, they had taped a piece of paper with handwritten 420 so we knew where to go. Classy. What about, what about your trip from uh, Montreal to Ottawa or vice versa last year? Oh, yeah, that was, that was bad, too. The uh, Coyotes plane had a, an issue with one of its engines, so... After playing, after playing in Ottawa, we drove two-plus hours across Canada in the dead of night and arrived in Montreal at 3 a.m. in the midst of a snowstorm. So that was great. That, that, that was epic. And I remember your, your trip to, uh, to Chicago for the draft because that was like the craziest week in like, off-season history. And, yeah, and we were doing this podcast. Yeah. Shane Bone retired. Uh, Mike Smith was traded. And then when I got to Chicago, Dave Tippett was gone. That was the same draft, right? Where they got uh, where they got Jalmerson for Connor Murphy, essentially, and Joel Quenville just walked out on the draft, right? And then Stepan and and Ronta too. So, yeah, crazy. Uh, the real Pletch. It's cheaper and easier to find Kings jerseys to use at toilet paper than finding actual toilet paper. Is that acceptable? Wow. <laughs> I not only think it's acceptable, but to help you color coordinate, I would choose the ones that say brown on them. I, I don't want to, I don't know what to do with the rest of the show. The next <laughs> question's even worse. Gilbert Anthony, can we get back to normal life so I can listen to Jamie Eisner's great analysis regularly? Well, Gilbert, I, those hope, so. Two, those I two, hope so. Those are mutually exclusive. Like you can't have one and then have the other. It's, I didn't realize we were doing the alternate universe podcast. <laughs> it's not a normal life if you're listening to Jamie Eisner give great analysis. Uh, Timmy. Any cool almost happened trades you have heard of in your years in the biz? Ha! 
that's funny. I, I came up blank on this, but the one thing that I, that came to mind wasn't a trade, but the fact that Peter Laviolette almost came, became the Coyotes coach. He was, he was in the running. It was down to he and Dave Tippett actually. And, and Don Maloney was just a little more impressed with Dave Tippett. So Laviolette was out. I'm trying to think of trades and nothing came yeah. to mind for me. I'm sure they're there, but uh, for some reason I'm just drawing a blank on this one. I can tell okay. you that. Oh, go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say anything that Hockey Insider tweeted over the years. Those are my favorite. (laughs) We should get him or her on the podcast. I would say the exact opposite of the question you're asking is actually trading for Martin Erat. I don't know if that helps. But uh, where was I listening to this? I think it was Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman interviewing Ken Holland the other day. And this is not a trade. And this is not like an insider thing because it was it was somewhere where everybody could hear. But I never realized how close the Red Wings were to also drafting Pavel Bury in the same draft where they got Sergei Fedorov. I mean, that's that is a pretty uh, that's a pretty strong draft. I believe they also got Nicholas Lidstrom in that draft. If you come out of a draft with Lidstrom, Pavel Bury, not Valerie Bury, Pavel Bury, and Sergei Fedorov, that's a Hall of Fame draft class. Yep. Uh, another one from Timmy. What's your okay? So last meal. Uh, I th- What's it going to be? It's always going to be pizza for me. Huh. No, I, I think it would be uh, General Chow's chicken with pork fried rice. I'm going to go. I'm going to lean on. I lean on the uh, the Chinese food. So I thought about this one a lot, and if it's my last meal, I'm going to I'm going all out. So I'm going to start with a, a yellow tail Burger King. Oh, yellow okay. tails. <laughs> I'm never going to lift that one down ever. <laughs> We're going to start with a yellowtail ceviche. Mm. And I'm going to go to a tenderloin with a Chianti wine butter. I'd also have a slice of deep dish pizza from Pequod's in Chicago. It would have Italian sausage, artichoke hearts, and roasted red peppers on it. I'd have a glass of Chateau de Neuf du Pas. And then for dessert, I'd have pressed coffee. What Canadian's prospect was that? (laughs) What Montreal prospect was that? You're interrupting my meal here. Plays in the queue? Like, who is that? Yeah. Press coffee and chocolate eclairs for dessert, but wow. only the eclairs that you can find at a true patisserie. Remember How's a half that? hour ago when you didn't want to sound pretentious? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Those days went, are gone. I went overboard on this one. <laughs> I love it. And I'm also really hungry now. Uh, okay, let's wrap it up with Trev. Top five to ten Stanley Cup finals in the past 20 years. Oh. Wow. Wrap it up with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I would say, well, in the last 20 years, the Penguins have won three, so those are all obviously in there. I would say the two the Kings won are not in there because those are the two of the most boring ones. I'm trying to think of like other Stanley Cups where I wasn't emotionally invested that ended up being really good. Yeah, 2010, 2013, and 2015 were great. Are those all Blackhawks Cups? Oh, 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 yeah, they are, actually. Are they? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, so 2011 was Bruins Canucks when Vancouver set their own city on fire. That I mean, that was a very good Stanley Cup final. Aside from Vancouver setting their own city well, on fire, yeah, yeah, and being decimated by injuries, otherwise they would have won the series. Um, I mean, those are the ones that that one jumps up. I, I, wasn't Calgary Tampa? That was a pretty good series too, wasn't it? The one cup that Tampa Bay won. It was like right before the lockout. I want to say that was a pretty good cup too. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's five to 10. I, I do have one more question uh, um, from George, George Fowler. Uh, we should probably read this because he did respond to my second question. It's an easy one. Let's start with pancakes or waffles. 
It, it varies on the day, but right now, definitely waffles. Yeah, waffles. Waffles' peak is higher. Like pancakes are a more consistent breakfast food across the board. Like if you're unsure of the place, order pancakes. But a yeah. good waffle, like a waffle on its best day is, yeah. is pretty good. I'm with you there. And waffles with chicken is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. So the second part of George's question is clams or mussels. For me, that's a neither. Yeah. Uh, I, clams. I'm not. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, I want to go back to pancakes for a second. How do you feel about the really big pancakes? Like, I think there's a point where a pancake gets so big that yeah. it's just yeah, not no, no. good anymore. Yeah. Oh, Mini really pancakes good. are bad, too. Like, you have to have, there's, like a, there's a certain consistency. Do they need to be? Yeah, exactly. Them's the rules. Um, we're all the same here. Were, were those George's only questions? I can't find them for some reason. No, uh, he wants to know what's the coolest car you ever drove. Um, hmm. I think I drove my my grandpa's uh, Cadillac Escalade once. I haven't, I haven't like driven a sports car or like a like a race car or anything like really cool. How about that cop I, car you stole once, Luke? How was that? Yeah, I mean, I've driven better cars, though. Oh, that's true. Uh, it's just a Crown Vic. Yeah, it's no big deal. Um, I believe our actually our, our Swedish thing's friend, Sebastian Noren, for a while was driving like a former okay. cop car, wasn't he? Oh, no, he was, first off, I don't know if we're supposed to tell a story. But uh, yeah, he's driving O'Neill's car, which with all due respect, he, he, uh, it was a very expensive car, beautiful car that was painted matte black, and it was terrible. It was a terrible decision. I saw it like up close Matt and personal. Not, you, you, don't, you can like Matt Black. It did not look good on this car. Oh, no, I know. I had to unload stuff from my trunk into that, that particular car, and it made yeah. my car not look quite as cool as it does. Um, I once drove – I knew a girl who was dating an NFL player, and we drove his car once. And was it, was like a, it, was, it was some sort of Mercedes – but it was like, all I remember, we drove it for like five minutes. It was like driving a cloud around Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> I got to drive a, a Jaguar limited edition XJS sports car in it, convertible, and it was special. That's your car, the, though, isn't it? No. Oh. No, it's definitely not my car. The last part of George's question is Mardi Gras or Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl. I enjoyed my time in New Orleans. I wasn't there for Mardi Gras, but I, that just seems to me like a, n- not, not my vibe. Yeah, Mardi yeah. Gras for amateurs. Uh, I'm all on in the Super Bowl. I've been to five Super Bowls. You've been, really, really, right, I've, I've been to five, I've been to five Super Bowls. Remember when Craig wasn't being pretentious? And that didn't even crack his list of top five cool I know. places he's been to. That didn't crack the list of top three most pretentious things he said on this episode. I didn't work them all. You were there as a fan, were you not? I've never been to a Super Bowl. Sweet or something, Jamie? No, I actually have never. I've never been to an actual championship game in any league. I've been to the conference championship. I've been to conference championship in football, hockey, uh, and baseball. But I've never actually been to a championship game in any of the sports. Hmm. Yeah, I might actually be in the same spot. I've been to conference championships in, in all four of the major sports. I've been to a lot of playoff games, but I've never been to the Super Bowl. I actually don't really have that much of an urge to go to a Super Bowl. Because it is such a fun experience watching it on TV with people, but um, Stanley Cup. I mean, I definitely yeah, want to go into to that here at some point, um, but probably not this year, I guess. Mm. Uh, it's good that we read George's question though, because he does know where you live, Craig. And every time George tweets in, I'm going to make sure I remind him. I read it. There was there was a, a veiled thread as well, so taking <laughs> care of that. 
<laughs> Nobody subtweets like George. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. We got anything else we want to talk about? I got nothing. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us then. Uh, for Craig Morgan, for Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. Everybody stay safe and smart out there. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast.